If you look at every ancient civilization since the beginning of time, they have utilized crystals in some way, mm-hmm. from Ayurvedic medicine to the Egyptians and the tombs to Chinese to liquid crystal display to lasers going on. So I definitely think there's an energy within our earth that is is good for humans to use. This is the Alchemized Life podcast, and I am your host, Ava Johanna transformational mentor, speaker, teacher, and most importantly, a woman on a mission to bring wellness to the world. This podcast was created to bridge the gap for anyone craving more love, health, and happiness in each and every day. And with every episode, you will receive practical guidance to create magic in your own life. Combining the expertise of wellness visionaries and thought leaders, each week we will bring it back to basics and provide you with the tools meant to empower you to thrive emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So together, let's ditch the mean girl, you can't sit with us vibes, grab your favorite yoga pants, and start to find your uniquely alchemized life. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone, and happy Monday. Ava Johanna here. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Alchemized Life. And thank you, everyone, for all of your kick-ass feedback on my solo episode last week. It means so much. And I am just really riding the wave of this energy that I've been feeling over the past couple of weeks and starting to like really beautifully settle into this state of receptivity and not be in the hustle mode, hustle mentality quite as much anymore if at all, which is really beautiful. And I actually started working with a new business coach and I have truthfully wanted to work with her since the beginning of last year, but a bunch of things didn't work out. Getting married and having to focus a lot of my energy on planning the weddings, focus a lot of my money on planning the wedding as well. And so it's just really beautiful now being in a state where I can fully devote my energy to this work. And already I am feeling so many shifts. So I love you, Amanda. I'm so excited to be working with you. And I wanted to share a really powerful meditation that we did together and that I did after our call that I believe will really set you guys up to feel so excited and so aligned with your message and with your mission and all of your dreams, all of your goals for the year of 2020. And in this meditation, she invited me and I invited myself to jump timelines into the end of 2020 and having received and achieved and served in all of the ways that I'm defining right now will make a abundant 2020 and really just stepping into how I would look, how I would act, how I would feel, as well as what others would think of me and say about me and say to me and the connection. And as I was doing this meditation, my entire body was just lit up and vibrating like I have never experienced before. It was so real and so tangible that it brought me to tears. And I realized that so much of what I am calling in over the next year, I am already doing right now. And so it was this really beautiful recognition and reminder that I am already everything 
that I wish to step into. It is already inside of me. It is already inside of you. And so taking the time to sit in meditation and really dive into those feelings, dive into what you'd look like, what you're wearing, what you smell like, what your hair looks like, what people are saying about you and to you and how you are impacting the world just moves all of your dreams, all of your goals into your heart rather than your mind. And when it is moved from the mind into the heart, it has that powerful catalytic energy that is driven through love. It's driven through intuition. It's driven through your soul purpose and your highest self versus the fear or the small-mindedness or the ego. So I hope that all of you have a moment to, even if it's just five minutes, sit with that visualization, allow yourself to feel all of those feelings and let it move you. Let it move you to the point of tears. Let it move you so you really feel it because in doing so, you connect and align your energy with that next level. It's already inside of you and it's just shifting and tuning your frequency to the level that is necessary for you to step into that power and that knowing and then serve from that place. You're already that human being. You're already that woman. And that makes me so excited. I mean, this work makes me so excited, especially with the VIP immersion coming up at the end of January. I know I've talked about it a little bit and I'm going to talk about it again because I am so excited for this work. And I actually had in my meditation, this visualization I don't know if it's going to happen in the next year or when it's happening, but it is definitely happening of creating these containers in a bigger way, longer term, in beautiful, luxurious places where women that are working with their gifts from a place of service and a place of empowering other people through their careers and through their work, creating a container for them in luxurious places and homes and mastermind-esque style learning containers for us to not only up-level in our own lives, but support our soul sisters. And so I'm really excited, one, that I had that visualization, and two, that that is happening this January 25th and 26th in Santa Barbara at the Hotel California. And I could not be more excited for this weekend. There are going to be three different workshops throughout the weekend. There's going to be a hands-on strategy session where we're going to be working together as a group and then one-on-one and really setting the stage and a tone for 2020. So setting income goals, breaking them down, looking at the ways in which you can step into that next level, looking at like kind of what I've already been sharing with you in the beginning of this intro for this episode of all the ways that we can align our energy, looking at fear looking at money, looking at how we can really find a unique energy that best serves us in getting our mission and our message out to the world and to that right client that is just a fuck yes to wanting to work with you. So I'm really, really, really looking forward to this weekend. Outside of the workshops, we're going to do hosted dinners, a sponsored brunch. We're going to have movement. There's going to be a complimentary 60-minute massage or facial treatment of your choice, which is super amazing. And also gift bags from some of my favorite brands, including Spiritual Gangster, Four Sigmatic, like Liquid IV, Skin Owl, and a couple more that I'm really excited to announce in the coming weeks. And there's still spots available. So if you are feeling called to join me for this weekend, I would absolutely love to have you there. 
And there's all of the details via the link in the show notes. You can head to the show notes right now and go and find either double occupancy or single occupancy. There's both available right now, but they definitely are going to be selling out. I've had a ton of interest over the past couple of weeks. And so if you're feeling called to do it, you can put a deposit down and then use the payment plan to pay it off by January 25th and the 26th when we actually go on retreat. And I can't wait to support you all. It's going to be a really, really powerful weekend. And like I said, it's setting the stage for 2020 to be your most abundant year yet in all definitions of the world and set us up to not have to hustle and muscle through things. No hustling and muscling. Instead, it's relaxed and receptive and easy. It gets to be easy. It gets to be fun. We get to do this surrounded by like-minded people that believe in what we're doing, that support us in what we're doing. That's how we get to transmute our energy and shift into that higher and next level self. So it's powerful work, you guys. Again, link is in the show notes. There's double occupancy available or single occupancy. If you're traveling with a friend, you can do a special little discount. If you're traveling by yourself, I will link you up with someone else that has already signed up for a double occupancy, or you can do single occupancy and have a whole beautiful room at the Hotel Californian all to yourself. Okay, so... As you guys know, we are doing giveaways all December long, and I am so excited for this next giveaway. So we've already discussed the first giveaway, which is Everly Well. That one is already closed. And on Instagram, you may have noticed that we did a second giveaway, which is the new face. Oh my God, you guys. You've probably seen me post about it on Instagram. The new face is a microcurrent like at-home facial treatment and I fucking love it so much. I use it every single morning and it is crazy what it does from just one use. So I did it on my mom too. It lengthens your neck. Like it makes your neck look thinner and longer. It plumps up your cheeks. It's like, I don't know if it's actually building collagen. Don't quote me on that. But like your cheeks feel so much more like firm and not as like saggy and like tired. I don't know if that's even the right way to describe it, but it just wakes up your skin. And I'm giving away one new face to one person who decides to leave a five-star review and also written review on the podcast. Again, make sure that you're leaving your Instagram handle so I know who you are and can announce it on the Instagram. And this one is going to be announced a little bit earlier on. So it's going to be announced this Thursday. So if you haven't already, leave a review, leave your Instagram handle you can also go to the Instagram at The Alchemized Life, follow us there and get updates on all of the different giveaways that we're doing throughout this month. All right, my friends. So we're going to jump into the episode with Heather Askinosi today. She is the founder of Energy Muse and holy shit, I love this conversation so much. I was in awe and so inspired by the end of our conversation, just as I know you guys are going to be. First of all, we talk all about crystals and crystal healing, but we also talk about doing it in, you're using them in an accessible way that doesn't feel overwhelming, doesn't feel like we're taking too much on or biting off more than we can chew. And instead, meeting yourself where you're at and using this really tangible and grounded practice to invite in growth in all areas of your life. We also talk about how to use these practices to then impact and hold space for other people in our life. And so it's a really, really powerful episode, especially during the holidays. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen. If you feel called to, again, leave that five-star review, the written review. You'll be entered to win a new face microcurrent 
treatment facial thingy. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's awesome. You guys, everyone needs one. Best Christmas gift ever if you already have one. So go ahead and leave a five-star review and a written review, leaving your Instagram handle. And if this episode resonates with you, make sure to share it with a friend who might want to listen as well or share it up on your Instagram stories by tagging the podcast at The Alchemized Life and tagging Heather at Energy Muse. All right, you guys, without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode with Heather Askinosi. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Alchemized Life podcast. I am sitting across from the most beaming smile I think I have ever seen, Miss Heather, who is the founder of Energy Muse. So Heather, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so grateful. Thank you for having me here. I always love to talk about crystals, so thank you. So much fun. Well, and you know what's so interesting, and we'll go back to your whole story and everything, because I think your story is really interesting, and there's so many like questions that I have after listening to you on multiple podcasts, but... Yesterday, I had a session with a psychic healer and an intuitive, and she was telling me basically that I needed like some crystal quartz around my neck and I needed some grounding stones because as I mentioned, I recently moved up to LA and she was like, you've just been like pulling in so many people's energy and you're, that's like all just like resonating inside your body. And it's like making you feel a lot of worry or a lot of doubt. And so she was saying to use crystal quartz to protect myself from pulling in all those people's energy. So I'm really excited to just talk to you about how you use crystal in your everyday life because I was just like, it was almost, you know, when you have those moments when you're talking to people and it's like this, like, oh my God, yeah, that is true. I must be taking in other people's energy because it's so unlike yourself. Yes. Yes. And um, that's great that you were able to access into something something like that and get more information. Yeah. I mean, and so for you being in the wellness space, especially being a founder and having a product-based business, having multiple books, being an author, you must come up against so much energy Mm -hmm. throughout every single day. So I'm curious for you, like in those times when you're feeling energetically overwhelmed, let's say, what is your practice? Like, how do you call on crystals in that time? You know, for me, I find that I have to have a daily practice because I'm an empath. And I think that just personally, I've grown up in Los Angeles in this area, and there's a lot of energy here, and there's a lot of diversity, which is why I love this area. But I believe personally that if you have a daily practice and you strengthen your own energy field and your aura, it doesn't hit you as hard. Yeah. So for me, I've loved Kundalini. I've been doing Kundalini for years, and as of recent, I've been doing more Nam yoga. Mm. And I just find that that movement with mantra, with intention, with the energy of the earth for me is a great formula. And so when I do go out, it doesn't hit me as hard because I hope to have my aura stronger. And I also hope to ground into the earth so that I'm more stable. And so I, when you're in alignment and you don't go off kilter, yeah. it's easier not to get whammed. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think you just have like built up a resilience from yeah. these practices that you yes. include Over in your time. everyday life. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's so interesting because you, I think for a lot of people listening to that do have their practices that they know that they can call on, on yes. the times when you're not doing them, yeah. maybe like the first couple of days, you don't really notice anything. You're like, oh, okay, I'm fine. But then it's like the compound of not coming back to these things that you know are supportive where you're like 
oh my God, like I feel overwhelmed. I have all this worry and these doubts and these fears. Yeah. Um, so I love that you have that practice and that it's that compound. I'm curious though. So let's like reverse all the way back to when you were in real estate and I'll let you yeah. tell your story rather than me just like give little chunks of um, your past lives. But what was it like being in real estate, living in LA, not having these practices? Or have you always kind of had a spiritual practice? No, I never. I When I was selling real estate, I did not. And... I didn't know any different. And I think that's what's so great about wellness and spirituality in this world that we live in is that once you start walking down that path, you can't go back. Yeah, totally. (laughs) You know, and so uh, at that point for me, I was so ungrounded and just spinning and that was my normal. And it it was okay at that point in my life. It, It is what it it was, right? Um, But once I started to learn different ways, I had to change. And that was really where the work began. And even today, doing all this stuff 27 years later, I'm still at that same starting point. So it's this journey that right when you think you have all the answers and you get another another groove to align with and to up-level. So it's for me, it's like always the constant. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I want to dive into that more because I've 100% been feeling that. And I think that a lot of people, when they begin their spiritual practices and entering into the wellness space, they get that taste of, of up-leveling and almost like a little chip of enlightenment. And then something happens and then that groove, that new groove has to come along. So what is your practice for making sure that your ego doesn't get ahead of itself when that new groove comes along and not feeling disappointed in your journey, but really just like being accepting of where you're at and having to kind of be flexible and redirect. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, What I feel as of recent is sometimes I was on this path and for me, what I'm finding recently is my work now is dealing with the things that are uncomfortable. Mm. So whether that be a family member or whether that be people or situations in life that maybe I didn't want to confront or I would avoid. And what I've found now is, is that because I've been doing this for a while and I feel like I've had these tools, it's time to now do that next level of work. Mm. Because for me, that's what the spiritual journey is right now, is doing the work that Instead of going for a retreat, which maybe before I would do and go do that, now it's like maybe the work is about me going and dealing with some family issues that I didn't want to deal with before. Mm, yeah. So, do you, you know what I'm saying? Totally. I, I think that we always have to go where we are. But for me, that's I wasn't ready to tackle that before, but now... I feel like I have enough tools and that's why I have these tools to deal with those things. Right, right. Well, I think that it's like a a level of like self-mastery knowing that at a certain point, these tools aren't just for you. They're meant to be shared. They're meant to be in service of yeah. those around you. Absolutely. I mean, with the holidays and with all this coming up, it brings up a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so what happens is I always think, oh, hey, you know, I'm going to go and it's going to be great. And I have all this information and I have all this and that. And then you get there and it's you're triggered again. Oh, yeah. And so, okay, so how do you ring it back in and how do you how do you show up differently? And sometimes you don't. And sometimes I have to stop myself and recalibrate. But 
for me, that's why I do all this stuff because I want to be better and life is the journey. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, it's like that one saying, like you're you don't really practice your spirituality until you're at home with your parents. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I mean, I totally resonate with that, and it's so interesting because, like you said, you know, you can go and be like, "All right, I'm fully equipped. I'm ready to handle this." Yeah. And then once you're actually in the situation, is where like the test comes. Yeah. So let's say, let, like, let's pretend that it is like a metaphorical test. What do you do to support yourself if you quote unquote, like fail the test when you're coming and rising to the occasion of having to take these practices into the everyday life? Yeah. Uh, for me, I find recently that when I take ownership of stuff, which I hate that part of this. It's the worst. It's the worst part. I hate it. But I know that when I start looking at my own self and what I bring to the table and own that, because that's all I can do. But if I own it and at least it's a starting point. And sometimes it's better to say you're sorry and own up to things. You know, what is it? Eat crow when it's hot. (laughs) You know, versus cold. But um, so I just... Lately, that's what I've been trying to Mm. focus more on is owning my part of the storyline. Yeah. And I find that for me, at least in the times when I, you know, own up to my own mistakes or, um, you know, shortcomings, it takes this weight off of your shoulders. Mm -hmm. There were so many times, I mean, I look at like past relationships that I've had where I just would not own up to anything. Yeah. And how painful it was and how it still kind of is when I think about those relationships, Mm -hmm. you know, there's like this like unspoken leftover resentment that was still there that um, could have easily been cleared away had I really just recognized my own part in whatever had happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, sometimes it's easier to do that and sometimes it's not. Yeah. It just, and it all depends on just where you're at. Yeah. But I, for me, that's why, because I'm a very triple type A person and I, what is it in Ayurvedic? I'm more of a, a vata. vata pitta. Yeah. So I have to have stability and routine because I can keep going and I'm very fiery and yeah. all that. So when I started getting into all this and I had a consistency of something that I had every day, it stabilized my whole energy field Mm. and it stabilized my mind and my nervous system. Mm, So I think as long as you know yourself and you start learning what your personal formula is for you, because everybody's different and just be consistent with something, even if it's three minutes or a minute or something every day, that's what I think builds you know, new character and new, new ways of being and thinking. Yeah, totally. And like we were saying before we got on air, you know, it's like, where, where can you start at today? That's really accessible to Mm -hmm. you. That's not going to overwhelm you and make you feel even worse off than before thinking that you're not good enough or not doing enough. Cause I think that we can feel that influence and that um, intensity when we go on social media and see mm-hmm. people drinking their green smoothies, then going to Erwan, then going yeah. to their Pilates class and all of these different things, which none of them are bad, of course. But for someone who's like, something's wrong and I want to fix it. I don't feel totally happy with where I'm at. Trying to ask them to add a com- or do a complete life 180 is actually really intense and can sometimes be super harmful. Yeah, I, I, I think Going back to how the woman that you spoke to, I think one of the best things we could do for ourselves is just get grounded. Mm-hmm. And and often 
that's why I like crystals because not everyone has access to, if you're living in a city or to go outside and put your feet on the ground yeah. and, you know, it, it, in cement. So sometimes if you have just even the energy of, of the earth and you could put that in your hand, like two pieces of hematite and just be like, okay, I'm going to get back in my body again. I'm going to give myself one minute. I'm just going to breathe. I'm going to get reconnected to myself that right there can shift so much. Totally. And just, I liked crystals because they were tools for me. Because when I first started learning about energy, I couldn't really visualize this invisible world. But when I saw crystals and they had energy, but it was something I could tangibly hold on to, I got my head around that. Yeah. And it was something that I didn't have to add more to my day. It was something that became part of my day. Mm. It wasn't one more thing to do. It was yeah. something that I could integrate into my life. And as you said, it was accessible and it was easy and it didn't have to be hard and it helped shift things for me quickly. Yeah, that's so. such a good point. I mean, because you they're, one, they're so beautiful. Every single crystal is so beautiful and you can wear them. You can hold them in your pocket. I have girlfriends that put them in their sports bra. Yeah. Um, you can carry it around in your purse. I have a fluorite that I drive with every mm -hmm. single day. I don't know if that's the best like driving crystal, but- I love fluorite. Yeah. <laughs> it is so beautiful. It's so, it makes you happy. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah, exactly. And so I love that point. It's like, you don't have to add anything Yeah, else. we all have so much tech. Totally. I, I want to take things off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, uh, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So was crystals your very, very first gateway into wellness and spirituality or was there something that came before it that kind of sparked this journey? I think my gateway was learning about feng shui. Okay. Yeah. And then from feng shui, when I learned about this invisible world of energy, and I don't know why, maybe it was a past life or whatnot, but I've always been able to go into environments and just feel the space. Yeah. I could feel houses and the space and whatnot. But um, so that was my gateway in. But but once I got introduced to the world of crystals, it's I have to say, and because of what I do, I have access to so many different modalities, but it's the one thing I've been consistent with mm. for 27 years. Yeah, yeah. So it stayed with me while I learned and dabbled in 20 million different things, but it has been my one consistent. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that that's so cool when we find those practices. For me, it's meditation and it took, but it took yes. me a while to yeah. like become a consistent meditator. So yeah. when you first discovered crystals, was it this like aha moment where you just started totally adding them into your daily practice or, you know, carrying them with you? Or did it take like a couple rounds, I guess, of like being shown crystals until you were like, okay, this is something that I need to be adding into my day or keeping with me? I, for me, it was something that I, for me, it, it made me feel. Yeah. It was this time where I really was, I, and I still am an intellectual person and things have to make logical sense and I'm very much of a researcher. So the more I could land into my heart and take that road from my head to my heart, the better off I feel. Mm -hmm. And I there's a ease. And so for me, having that weighted energy, whether I was holding it, whether it was around me, was this soothing tool that I just started to feel differently. Yeah. I started to feel good. And and that was a big shift yeah. because I didn't feel so wound up all the time. I was feeling what it 
felt like to feel more grounded and balanced. And that was new to me, Mm. but I liked it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like you said, like we walk down these paths and we can't really turn back. So once you, once this started, once you started shifting and once you started feeling that and moving more from the logical into your heart space, what were those steps then? Well, because because I'm an intense person, I think built the business overnight. Yeah. yeah. So (laughs) what happened was things started to just kind of life. When I think when the doors are open to something, things just start going fast and moving into a direction. And for me, because I was so into thirsty for new information, and I had made good money selling real estate, I was able to go travel and study with healers and remote people and all these interesting things. And, but it was a lonely journey too, because at this point, this was 27 years ago, my family really didn't understand what I was doing. I left a very well-paying job. My friends didn't, I mean, you know what I mean? They're like, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? But at that point, as I said, for me, there was something that was, I knew that this felt right for me and it didn't necessarily coincide with social norms at that time. Mm -hmm. So I have to say it's so cool that now people are talking about crystals because I, I mean, seriously, maybe three years ago, I wouldn't even be able to have this conversation because this world that I, that I have been in for 18, 19 years very much existed but nobody would talk about it publicly. Right. It wasn't the I mean, zeitgeist. It wasn't the cultural no. zeitgeist. And, you, you know, there's so many people. I mean, we would, at Energy Muse, we've had our company for, what, 19 years, and you don't stay in business 19 years because nobody's buying crystals. Right. But literally no one would talk about it yeah. publicly ever. Which is so interesting. New. What do you, can you pinpoint like a moment in media or just like in our world where things started shifting? I think it started shifting more when crystals started showing up at maybe Target or, Mm, um, you know, um, Home Goods. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it was more of a home decor was safe versus being this maybe woo-woo magical tinge that it had had. And I think it was like, oh, hey, this is just this is the earth. Yeah. Oh, you could I have it. That yeah. blue one right there is yeah. agate that I had for years before yeah. I got into yoga. It was just a cool right. little it's thing. A, it's a cool, beautiful piece yeah. that that just looks great in your house yeah. and it's amazing home decor. And you bought it because you loved it. It wasn't this, you know, energy and, you know, magical essence that they have, but how the ginger, how it was marketed, I think, um, maybe made more people weary instead of having this just be this tool from the earth Mm -hmm. that we can just hold on to and tap into just to help us feel grounded or help us feel happy when we look at it and keep it really simple. It's so interesting. I mean, and I wonder like what things that people think are really woo-woo right now are going to be considered like cool and hip and trendy mm-hmm. a couple years from now. I mean, I definitely think that spirituality and wellness are only growing in uh, trendiness, I would say. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see over like the next couple of years, like what continues to grow and bloom. And I still think that crystals, while they are, you know, very much normal now, I think that there's going to be so much more um, more of a rise in popularity too. Like I, I think it kind of is almost like just getting started over the past couple of years, you yeah. know? Um, well, it's interesting and just I, because I think we're in California and, we, you know, we there's exactly. more of an open and 
ness to all this stuff. But one of the reasons that I wrote Crystal 365 is, is that we had thousands of people say, how do you know what your intuition is? Which maybe for many of us, that's just second nature. Right. But for a large part of the population, they don't know what that is. They yeah. don't know how to tap into it. So that's this really intrigued starting point. And how do you trust yourself? And how do you know what crystal's right for you? And what if you make the wrong decision and all this stuff? So with this book, basically, instead of having you pick a crystal based on what your intention is, it's shifted on, think about what you want and say it's wealth or happiness or whatever. And then there's a crystal attached to each word. Mm. So it's one crystal, one purpose. So it gives people a starting point where they don't have to think about it. And then once they start interacting, then they can go on their own journey. Yeah. But a lot of people didn't start because they didn't know how to start. And when it became an intuition uh, intuition conversation, a lot of people stopped because they didn't even know what that was. Right, yeah. And it's so interesting. I was thinking about that the other day. I think even like two and a half years ago, I didn't know what intuition was. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I started meeting people that were intuitives or mm -hmm. channels or psychics and was started becoming friends with these people. And then the question was, well, how do I become intuitive? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then the next question was, how do I strengthen the intuition that is already there? Because yes. I am intuitive. I don't have yeah. to become it. I already am. It. 100%. So it's so interesting just the progression as we move through all of these different stages of our spirituality and this like self-inquiry and exploration. Mm -hmm. And I love that the book gives people this starting point where they can really take that more logical side of, oh, well, I want more wealth mm -hmm. or I want to feel more grounded or more energy or mm -hmm. find my partner and then enter, you know, that gateway of, oh, well, here are some tools to help me do this. Cause then yes. they just get more and more curious. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, and then people become more empowered yeah, because they could see that, you know what, I do know what's good for me. I do know what feels right for me. I just had to have enough time and space to trust myself. Yeah, And that's really when it gets rich. All right, you guys, I know we have full on holiday mode right now and we're thinking about what to get everyone in our lives, but take a moment to give back to yourself. Since I've gotten back from Costa Rica, I have been massively slowing down and taking time to just really reflect and learn and absorb everything versus trying to muscle through the holidays. To be honest, it's a totally new energy for me, but I'm into it and want to share it with you. So Outside of slowing down my schedule, I have been loading up on audiobooks from Audible. You guys know I love Audible, and I told you about Super Tractor by Gabby Bernstein. It's a must-read, and now I'm diving into Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza, and it is changing my life and my mind. <laughs> He's so brilliant, and I can't wait to share what I've been learning with all of you once I finish the book. You guys, give yourself the gift of Audible. You can listen to audiobooks while you wrap presents, when you're in the car or on a plane, and even when you're cooking dinner for your loved ones. It's also so fun to listen to an audiobook with someone else, kind of like listening to this podcast with someone else. So I use the Audible monthly membership. It's great because you can pick one audiobook a month and two Audible original stories. And what I love is that you can easily exchange any title you don't love at any time and send books to friends that haven't tried Audible before. 
If you haven't used Audible, you have to give yourself this gift. It's truly a gift of growth because it is passive way to learn and to absorb knowledge from all of your favorite authors. And like this podcast, it's great for commuting, cooking in the background while you work and any other activities that allow you to, again, passively learn. And right now for a limited time, you can get three months of Audible for 53% off, which is just $6.95 a month. That's more than half of the regular price. And trust me, you are more than getting your money's worth. Again, right now for a limited time, you can get three months of Audible for just $6.95 a month. That's more than half off the original price. And you get to choose one audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely for free. Visit audible.com slash alchemize or text alchemize to 500-500 and you'll start listening with a $6.95 trial for the first three months. Again, that's 53% off and you get to choose one audiobook and two Audible originals a month. Again, visit audible.com slash alchemize or text alchemize to 500-500 to get the three months of Audible for just $6.95 a month. I'll also link it in the show notes. And I don't want to come off as a total weirdo, but ladies, I've been stalking you all on Instagram. It's not that weird, is it? Okay, maybe it's a little weird, but anyways, so many of you are getting engaged and I'm seriously doing a little happy dance right now because engagements are so much fun and planning a wedding is equally, if not more, of an amazing experience. During our wedding process, we did a lot of research on vendors and just making the process as easily as possible for ourselves as well as our guests and landed on using Zola for our wedding registry. If you are engaged or potentially nagging your man to pop the question, take notes because you'll want to remember Zola for when the time comes to build out your wedding registry. What I loved about Zola was how seamless the process was. Within the registry, they had so many options from Airbnb gift cards to experiences to honey funds where guests can gift up to whatever amount they want. And it keeps track of everything, including guest addresses. So when we went to write thank you cards, we had all of the information stored in Zola. Like I said, we did a ton of research and Zola is the only platform around where you can register for honeymoon funds and gift cards along with physical gifts. Zola also has wedding invites, websites, and what I loved about using them for our wedding was how convenient it was. Your big day is not meant to be stressful, so if you can make it as streamlined and seamless as possible, it will make the entire process so much better. Trust me. Corey and I aren't the only ones that have gone with Zola. There are over 1 million happy couples that have used Zola, so they are definitely doing something right. All right, babes, like I said, whether you just got engaged, congratulations, or you're nagging at your man to pop the question, or maybe manifesting your twin flame, go with Zola. You won't regret it. So I'm very excited to offer that Zola is sending all of you Alchemized Life listeners a special offer. All you have to do is sign up at Zola.com slash Alchemized today to get your free personalized paper sample for invites or save the dates. And then you can use the code SAVE50 to get 50% off of your save the dates. That's Zola.com slash Alchemized and the promo code is SAVE50. This helps so much. Trust me, costs add up. So again, go to Zola.com forward slash Alchemized. You'll get the free personalized paper sample and then use the code SAVE50 to get 50% off of your save the dates. I think crystals were actually like, once I started practicing yoga, me and my old roommate, we would go to the crystal store down the street and we'd pick up crystals. And I remember our first day of our yoga teacher training, they all placed a blue lace agate on Um, our throats as we were laying in Shavasana. And it was just this like really, really beautiful moment. And there's so many crystals that I've uh, saved throughout the years that just have such a special place in my heart because they were also there for me during a really, you know, special time too. 
So it's like a, a kind of like a buddy, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, if you think about when you were little, most people, when they went to a lake or a beach or a park, we as little kids would pick up little pebbles and they would be these treasures we'd bring home. So innately, we love connecting and picking up pieces of Mother Earth um, because it's just part of who we are. It's yeah. where we live, yeah. you know, on top of her. So I think it's just something that as little kids, we've done our whole lives. So why would we stop now? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's like a remembering Mm -hmm. and coming back home to like our playfulness. Uh, Yes, yes. More playfulness, for sure. I love it. So I'm curious, and I know that Energy Muse is such a great resource for crystals and you can buy crystals through Energy Muse and you have so many different um, like ways in which people can buy crystals in different formats. How do you go about sourcing? Like, how do we know? Because that you can, you know, buy crystals off of Etsy and right. there's so many different places where you can buy crystals. We mentioned Target too, but like, how do we know that it's high quality and like the energy of the crystal? Yeah, the, you know, it's a really big conversation yeah. that's starting to happen in our industry. And I'm, I'm glad because 18 years ago, these conversations weren't happening. And to be quite honest, I'd say it's really only emerged, or it's been rumbles within the last two years. So because Energy Muse, we've been doing this for so long, we actually know the miners or we go direct. So it's not like 10 or 15 people down. But the questions that we're asking is, how are the miners being treated? Because, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they don't have the same protocols as we do right. here in the United States. Most of them States. aren't in the United States, right? right? Um, you know, it's in Brazil and there's, you know, all over different parts of the world. And so all we can do at this point is start asking the questions and and making sure that people are being treated fairly and they're getting fair wages and all these things. So we're starting the conversation. The miners that we're going to are being cognizant of that. But in all honesty, unless you're they're at the mine in Brazil or Africa or whatever. It's none of us could prove anything. Okay. But I have to say that who we're buying for, because we now know these guys, they are, a lot of them are asking the same questions because it's important for them too, because there is this respect for the earth. I mean, it has to be this exchange. Um, There are more counterfeits on the market. I, I would say, I've seen more in quartz crystals mm-hmm. because those are easier to do counterfeits on. But I think it's important to always know who you're buying from. And I think that once you start feeling crystals and you look at them and you engage, they feel different when they're fake. Yeah. I, I can't explain it in any other way. Yeah. Uh, I think that these are great conversations that will definitely continue to be had. And as our as this crystal world is blowing up, it's the responsibility of all of us to be asking these questions, just like in the food industry, Mm -hmm. just like it's all of it. We have to be educated. And I'm becoming more educated as we grow. So that's all I can really say to that point. Well, I think that that's really like empowering and just great to know that like you being like in my eyes you are the leader of this industry well, like geez, and, thank you. <laughs> and to know that you have that um mindset going into it is mm, yeah it, it feels really good and then I also think about it if you know if you're sourcing crystals from somewhere or you know mm-hmm. if someone's buying crystals from someone that's it's counterfeit or they're not sourced um humanely the energy of the crystal 
is I feel like it it would carry. Well, that. I think it I think, you know, there's so many people that are like, "Hey, look, should we even be taking these from the earth?" Yeah. You know, there's this there's a lot of conversation and I'm glad there's conversation there needs to be. But if you look at every ancient civilization since the beginning of time, they have utilized crystals in some way, mm-hmm. from Ayurvedic medicine to the Egyptians and the tombs to Chinese to liquid crystal display to lasers going on. So I definitely think there's an energy within our earth that is is good for humans to use. I mean, if you believe Atlant- the story of Atlantis and Lemuria, you know, Atlantis, um, you know, blew up because of the using the technology of crystals and everybody blew themselves up. But the thing is, is that I think that if you utilize crystals and you work with them as tools, for me, crystals are tools. They help us become more powerful. So for example, if you use pyrite for wealth, the minute you get a piece of pyrite, it's not like you're going to suddenly be wealthy. It doesn't work like that in my personal opinion. I want to work with a stone that I could look at so I could remember what I want to do to create wealth, that I can be those things that say it's mm-hmm. we're in relationship. But I think that as long as we use these crystals to help heal, to help become better, to help us be of service, to give back. And one of the things with crystals, and I've been doing this a long time, I've never thrown a crystal in the trash can. I've never thrown a crystal in my recycling bin. And it's one of these things that if one breaks or whatever, I know there's a lot of times I'm like, what do I do with this? It's not like, oh, just go throw it out. Most people will give it back to the earth. It it does get back there because we have people like, what do I do with this? Now what happened? And we're like, go bury it. Go give it back to the earth. So once again, there's going to be 20 million different thought forms on it. In the book, Crystal 365, we took 52 of the crystals. We did talk to the miners. We talked to a ton of people as to how far down do these crystals go? What are the most rampant crystals on the planet? How many, like, is it on the first level? How many miles down? So most of the crystals that are in this book are on the the top layers, wow. and we're not mining really far down yeah. to get them. They are very rapid and available on the planet, mm-hmm. and that was important for us in this book. So it was a component. Yeah. I didn't talk about that, but it was a component of how we decided what crystals to use in the book. I love that. Well, because it's advocating for responsible yeah. consumption. Absolutely. And I love that you, one, recycle the crystals by bringing them back into the earth, because that was a question that I had for you. Um, and just like the philosophy behind breaking cri- or crystals breaking, because yeah. I've heard that like when a crystal breaks, that means that your intention um, that you put in the crystal, you know, is like the, the chapter is closed or whatever. Right. Do you believe in that as well? Or do you well, have a theory behind crystals I, breaking? I do feel with hematite, especially, um, I think that hematite will absorb so much and then it just can't take anymore. Yeah. And hematite's a grounding stone? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And so that's one of those uh, crystals that will just break or bust. It's just like, I'm done. I can't. I've done everything I can for you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I definitely, I think that it's, there's different points where if you look at signs, sometimes things break. Sometimes you see birds or animals or things show up. And it's just a matter of how you want to interpret that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes things break because they just, they, they fell down and broke. Yeah. Some things are, things need to be broken open. Mm-hmm. So it really, it once again, going back to the circle of ownership. Hey, whoa, I, let me take a few minutes and reflect. What's, what's going on in my life? Like, What's happening? Who have I 
what's happening now in my life. Let me reflect on what's going on. And what's interesting is, is that when we take that time, we really can get a lot of answers about ourselves. It's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, in the times when I actually like will sit down for reflection and not have my phone near me, have my tools, I'll like take an Oracle deck. I'll have my crystals near me. I'll light some um, sage or some Palo Santo and have like chanting mantras in the background. It just gets me into this state where I'm more receptive to reflect too and will be more open to like ask the I don't want to say like correct questions, but the more curious questions that actually get further down to the root of whatever it is that I'm like actually searching for, if that makes sense. Yeah. Rather rather than like, why is this happening to me? What is it that's happening in my life right now that has, you know, prompted this experience or this emotional response? Yeah. And I, I think the more we tune in, and for me right now, I'm really into vibrational energy and matching that frequency. I'm really into megahertz music and that whole frequency element, which once again, at Energy Muse, the minute 530 hits, all the crystals will have megahertz music and sound frequency for eight hours mm. every single night, seven days a week. And so I definitely think that sound frequency breaks up our human energy fields as well as crystals. Mm. So I am a big proprietor right now of people really tuning into that where they wear crystals and they listen to some megahertz music, whether it's the 432s or the 700s or the whatever, and just lay there for 11 minutes. And it's almost like you become your own human tuning fork Mm. and you get up and your vibe is different. You're plugged into a source and you're like, oh, I know what's going on. And it is so easy, so cost-effective. The investment is time. Yeah. So, okay, so how do we find these megahertz? They're all online. Okay, like so, YouTube or is YouTube? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go and look up megahertz music. And if you go and... A lot of stuff is hidden in plain sight. Yeah. There's a lot of ancient civilization that used megahertz music for mind control, for helping you to reestablish your own mental states, to re-equalize. So it's very, very interesting on how we can recalibrate on a cellular level very quickly. Yeah. So I'm big into changing the cellular level, working with crystals to really reprogram, and it could all be done within minutes. So why 11 minutes? I think 11 for me, and maybe it's a Kundalini thing or whatever. I definitely feel three minutes is something that most people can hang with. Okay. 11 minutes starts making most of us in today's age uncomfortable Mm -hmm. where you're going to click on your phone and go, okay, are we here? Are we there yet? We have to, and maybe that's why I like Kundalini and this kind of stuff is that you want to be a little bit, you want to train yourself on a daily basis to be a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. so that when life hits, you're kind of ready for it. Yeah. And you are you know how to handle that because you've been training. So I like the, I like 11's a master number. I love that you can still get to work, but it's not like forever. Yeah. It's doable in today's busy world, but it's a bit more than three minutes. So it pushes you a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so true. Well, it's interesting because my usual daily meditation is 10 minutes and um, sometimes my meditation app will 
it won't like ding at the end of the mm-hmm. 10 minutes. And it's like immediately I know once I've gotten past 10 minutes and mm-hmm. I start to get a little antsy, like, is the is the bell not going to work? Is it like yeah. is something wrong? And even this morning it happened and I knew I was like, it's already been 10 minutes. I know it's already been 10 minutes. And then I checked my phone a couple minutes later and it had been like 14 or 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, well, that was fine. But my body did start getting a little antsy around that like 11 minute mark where I was like, okay, like I shouldn't be here anymore. So it's really interesting. And I love the the daily practice of discomfort. I think that that's such a good, good way to put it. And I've never really thought about it that way of just getting, getting ourselves a little uncomfortable. Yeah. It's, I listened to Aubrey Marcus on mm-hmm. a podcast a while ago, and he was talking about how he does the cold showers in the morning. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's that first like really like challenging thing. It's mm-hmm. resistance that you're going up first thing in the morning. And once you do that, you know that like you can get through anything in the day because yeah. you've turned it to the cold. And I was like, that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. And what it does to all your organs yeah. and everything on yeah. the health benefits yeah. of that yeah. is just, it's amazing. So I'm curious I want to ask you a couple of favorite crystals. So favorite crystal for getting comfortable being seen and being out in the, like confidence, feeling confidence being in public. You know, I I guess there'll be two. My first would be uh, carnelian. I would say that because it's this orange and it has this very energy of power and like, hey, I'm here, you know. Is that carnelian or citrine? Uh, This one's amber. Okay. And I love that because it has this very very strong, powerful kind of energy. But for me lately, I'm really into the um, tapping into the frequency of light. Mm. And to, I feel the more that we fill ourselves up with light, the more we are confident and we illuminate and the more we show up and we are shining bright. Mm. And so with that being said, I love selenite. I think selenite is a stone every human being on the planet should have. It is amazing. It's something you could lay on your body before you go to bed at night. It clears your energy field and it will infuse your whole aura with white light. And it is energetic medicine. And I absolutely am obsessed with that crystal. And selenite, I feel like looking at other crystals isn't as expensive. No. As, why is that? Is there just, just a lot I of think, it? I think there's a lot of it okay. and it's rampant and it is affordable. And I I love that about it. Yeah. I love that it's accessible. And I almost feel like it is, it, you know, the second one would be shungite. Uh, that's affordable too. And that's something everybody should research. All the information is hidden in plain sight and it is being touted as the miracle stone of the 21st century. And if you are looking for anything for EMFs and anything to harmonize these EMFs coming off anything, having some shungite there is definitely an important. I've never heard of shungite before. And I feel like I've heard of a lot of crystals. Please, 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 please. Shungite is important to, it comes only out of one place on the planet in Russia. Mm. And it is almost a hundred percent carbon. And once again, science is not saying, hey, this is for sure it, but there's fullerenes and there's a whole molecular structure about this particular mineral that what they're finding is when you put it near uh, computers or modems or any of this stuff, it helps to harmonize the wavelengths coming off everything, which is a bigger conversation with 5G being 
bailed yeah, out. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yes. Well, I think it's not something that we think about either. No. At all. I mean, it's interesting because one of my friends was wanting to get a Tesla and he was like, you know, I want a Tesla, but mm. it's literally sitting on top of this giant EMF machine is the battery. And um, I thought that that was such an interesting conversation that, you know, there's, it's coming from so many different areas. I mean, I look around right now and I see like five different, six different things that are emitting EMF. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's really wild. I think, so Shungite. Shungite. And we have a lot of information on our website about it. And once again, with all this stuff, please educate yourself, read about it. If you connect with it, yes. But we've been selling it for five years and- we can't pretty much keep it in stock. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So obvious one, what is your favorite crystal for intuition? I love, and I know this is, it's once again, it, it's a lot of people know. I love amethyst. Yeah. Amethyst. I, I mean, I love amethyst. Yeah. I wear amethyst every single day. I love it. I think it's a great protective stone. Um, I think it is an auric shield. I believe it helps to tell us to tap into our intuition. Mm. I love amethyst. Mm. And then ground favorite stone for grounding? Hematite. Hematite. For sure. Amazing. Hematite. So going back to like the feng shui and then also combining crystals, I've mm-hmm. heard that there are certain crystals that you should put in different areas of your house mm-hmm. for different things. So mm-hmm. can you speak a little bit to that about like where we could potentially put our amethyst or yeah. um, maybe rose quartz? Yeah. I think that certain crystals really like to hang out together. That's just my feeling. Yeah. I think that rose quartz and amethyst are a really good couple. They like to be together. And I believe that those two in the bedroom are amazing. And I like them in spheres. I think there's mm-hmm. a really magical energy when you put rose quartz and amethyst in the bedroom that are programmed for just, you know, harmony and beauty and just connection. I, I, I love those. Selenite in the bedroom is amazing. I like to have selenite on all my windowsills. I'm a big proprietor of having selenite in the corners of most rooms in my house. I think it puts an energetic shield of protection and white light. And definitely the energy of the planet, there's a lot going on right now, so we could all use that. Um, shungite needs to be on modems. It needs to be by computer screens. It needs to be by all your stuff and see how you sleep. Mm, I think it's affecting more people than we know. And so if people are having sleep issues, really take a look and see where your modems are Mm, in your house. See how many EMFs you have. And then the thing that's cool about it is try one night without them in your room. And then if you don't know to notice, then you could always bring them back in, but see what that does. With all this stuff, try it. And if it doesn't work, then don't do it. Yeah. Um, You know, so so those are, I definitely think, very, very key ones. I'm very big into having black tourmaline on the exterior of my house, Mm -hmm. or I like to have it by the front door as well. Yeah. And if somebody gets sick or you need to cleanse energy, I will put some salt water with a big chunk of black tourmaline in it. And I'll put it in the rooms that somebody's sick in or needs to be cleansed. And I'll change the salt water every 24 hours. So cool. And it's amazing how quickly things could clear up. Yeah. That's so cool. So what about investing in like bigger pieces? (laughs) Because I've always wanted like a giant big piece of amethyst in my house. I know. What is, what would you recommend for people that like maybe aren't able to like go out and buy like a $2,000, $3,000 piece of amethyst? What's the best way to like start that journey of working your way up to that? Right. Uh, let's see. You know, 
once we go to the Tucson Gem and Mineral Show. So if anyone is ever interested in going to Tucson, Arizona in February, that's if you want to invest in a piece and you want to have the most unbelievable experience, the Tucson Gem and Mineral Show is definitely somewhere to go. So if you're looking to make an investment and you could have time, I know that they have unbelievable prices mm-hmm. on some of those pieces. That's really cool. Um, and definitely, you know, the pieces are... What we're finding in the crystal world is they're appreciating by five times per year. Wow. Yeah. So it's, wow. a lot of people are starting to buy... I think home in home decor, maybe crystals instead of large uh, artwork because they're holding their value and appreciating it. (laughs) What are those eggs? The 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 yoni eggs? No, the Um, the formage eggs or whatever the the Swedish um, eggs that people the yeah they're like they're like that yeah you know the glass blown eggs that people have collections. I know, I know. (laughs) Get amethyst instead. Exactly. More beautiful. (laughs) I mean, but those are those are gorgeous as well. But you know, the they are getting more expensive. Yeah, I'm not going to kid you. That's so interesting. Is it just a um because there's not enough. I just think that they're there? one of they're one of a kind, yeah. And uh, they they are getting harder to get into the states, and with import exports nowadays, mm, yeah. I think it's just getting more expensive to yeah. get them here and back. Yeah, and so all those costs are going into it. Interesting. And uh-huh. where is amethyst from? Is it they only ha- from one spot in the world? No, I mean um, most of the amethyst. The, the, there's different spots, but what we mostly buy is the amethyst from Brazil. Okay. And I know Uruguay has unbelievable amethyst. So it's kind of interesting. You'll find different par- pockets, like even with selenite. Selenite that comes from Morocco looks a lot different than selenite that comes out of Mexico. They all they're the same family, yeah. but they look different. Yeah, interesting. You know? So if it's from different parts of the world, would you say that the energy is a little bit different, or is it similar because it's all coming? from I feel the like Earth? it is different. Yeah. I feel like they feel different. It's they're similar. It's from the same family. Yeah, but it's just I look at crystals kind of like people. Yeah, they everyone has their own blueprint. Um, and they they definitely feel different. And I, I've felt selenite from different parts of the world and they all feel different. Mm. They do. Yeah. Okay. So question for you. As someone who is crystal shopping online, how would you suggest them to pick out their first crystal? Um, I think for me, it's so easy when I'm in person and I can hold it and right. like literally feel it in my hand and be like, okay, this is the one. Right. Um, what would you say is a good way for people to do that pro- that same kind of intuitive process of finding their perfect match online? I think that... Um, What's so great, and and we just relaunched our website today, but what we wanted to do is really be able to give people an interactive experience and really a visual experience because crystals are very visual. Mm -hmm. They are... So when you are buying online, really make sure that the pictures are showing what you're you're receiving. But I definitely think people can shop online and see something that they love and and do it that way too. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's always nice if you can go to a crystal store, but there's so many cool crystal companies out there now and there's so many great I mean, I just see like even on Instagram and we know a lot of the crystal people, like some of the stuff like I'm even shopping from other events, just being like Hey, wow, you found that watermelon too. That's insane. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like you're treasured. It's like treasures. Yeah, and totally. There's some amazing people out there selling crystals. Yeah. So, and everyone's got different stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, that's you so know, true. if you trust your vendor and you trust the, the person you're buying from and looking at these specimens, I mean, 
they they show you, you yeah, know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I remember the first time I saw Larimar online oh and I was just like, whoa. It was, my entire body lit up. Yeah. It was that, I mean, that's one of the stones that I'm so connected to. Labradorite and Larimar are like my two favorites. But yeah. like when I first saw Larimar, it was like- Oh, yeah. It was almost like seeing like an extraterrestrial being, yeah. honestly. It was well, wild. You know, some people say that Laramar is, it holds the energy of the whales and the dolphins. Oh, wow. And because of, you know, the region, I think it's in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. And the sounds of the ocean are encapsulated mm. within that mineral. And so when you wear that, that it is almost, it's almost an extraterrestrial experience because you're getting this frequency that doesn't feel like other crystals. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't no. at all. I mean, it was wild. Yeah. I, I couldn't even like explain it really. I was just like, I need that. That is And it's cool. just so beautiful. I mean, yeah. and that's what's so cool about crystals. Even if you didn't know about it, it almost tells you what it does. Yeah. I mean, uh -huh. you were like, oh, this is the ocean. This is fluidity. This is something that's moving through me. I yeah. mean, you... The crystal was, you could look at it and know what it was going to do. Totally. Well, and I think it's like what you said earlier. It's like your interpretation too of like yeah. what this means to you. 100%. And it can change too. Yes. Yeah, because we change. Yeah. We change. Yeah. And that's what's so cool about being human, right? It's true. It's true. So amethyst is your favorite or would you say I would top say, three? Yeah, I would say um, shungite selenite and i would say right now amethyst amazing yeah. cool well yeah, one I, congratulations on your new site launching that is a big behemoth they, it's, a, well it's been a it's been a year yeah. a year birthing process <laughs> yeah. so yeah it's been about nine months yes I, I bet. and congratulations on your book crystal 365 so for those that are interested in diving into the world of world of crystals wanting to get the book where can we find you how can we um support you and everything that oh, you're doing wow. well thank you um crystal 365 what, what i did with this book, it comes with a box with the 52 crystals inside. Wow. And so um, what's what I think is cool about this, if you, any of you guys have kids or anything, what it's almost like you get to see the 52 crystals and you get to learn, hey, this is where it comes from this part of the world. Yeah. This is one of the things that I loved about crystals when I first got into it. I'm like, whoa, that's what, I have a piece of Brazil in my hand. Yeah. I have a piece of Africa in my hand. And it's almost as if you can travel our earth by just holding these stones in your hand. And so this kit lets you get started today with your crystal journey. Everything in the book is three minutes or less, mm. and it is super easy, it's super simple, it is digestible, and any age can can work with the stones. That's so cool. Yeah. That's amazing. I actually had a, my very first like Oracle deck was a crystal deck. And it, so it was 52 cards and each of them had a crystal on it. Now I'm remembering this. I gave it to my mom afterwards, but I remember she babysat this, or I guess tutored this little girl and we would play with the cards and she would flip them over and she'd be like, oh, I want this one. Oh, I want this one. This is so beautiful. And it was just so cool to watch her so excited as an eight-year-old, just like looking they at get these it. beautiful cards. We have so many little kids that come into, they bring their moms into our office. Yeah. And they get it. They go, they pick the crystals. They're like, this is what I want, mom. And, and the mom's like, wait, what? And they're like, no, I, they don't question it. They're like, this is it. This is what I want. They're so tuned in. They're so tapped in. Yeah. So to be honest with you, just because I'm very, I'm a big advocate of adults playing more. I just felt like this, this, 
this kit is very interactive with just bringing that playful side. And it can be an oracle too, if you mm-hmm. wanted to, having all the crystals of 52 and then you picking mm. them up and then going to the book and saying, okay, what does it mean? Oh, I like so that. So I think it's more of a um, another version of reading your own energy field with the energy of the earth. Mm, I like that a lot. And you know what I just realized too, when I went to like Universal Studios or Magic Mountain when I was a kid, they had those big things where you would literally pick crystals up and put and fill it with a bag. And that was like one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. That's so funny. And then you would go look at them and you're like, look how pretty and fun they are. And you would just feel them because they just felt great in your hand. Yeah, I love that. So cool. Well, Heather, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been such a pleasure. So for everyone that is interested in getting their hands on Crystal 365 in the kit Um, and following you on Instagram, where can we find you? um, Energymuse.com. And we're on all the social media platforms. And my personal Instagram is Heather underscore Askinosi. And it kind of is more behind the scenes of what's going on at Energy Muse. So thank Thank you you so so much. much. 